Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to Me Time, and Happy New Year. I'm so excited about today's guest. Her name is Jackie DeCrenis. Jackie, I've known Jackie from all the way back from early psych days. Jackie was a, a network executive at USA when we were making psych, and we all loved her so much. And she is now a life coach. She lives in Hawaii, and she's just an incredible human being. And we get into all kinds of topics, but mainly since it's a new year and we're all sort of focused on resolutions, Jackie has a really interesting take, and I'm excited for you all to hear. So please enjoy. Jackie DeCrinis, hi. Hi. Um, welcome to Me Time. Thank you so, so much for being available for doing the podcast or wanting to do the podcast. Oh, I can't wait. Are you kidding? I've listened to a bunch of the episodes and I just love it. I love the concept. I love oh my you, God. of course. And I just love the concept of Me Time because it's the essence of what I now do for a living, which is tell people how to like focus on Me Time. Right. I, this is why, okay. And yes, although I'm not an expert, like, so I'm doing it. This is something about myself that I sort of over time have come to know and really cherish. And then I've also, in listening to your podcast, have, I have wondered sometimes if my me time can go a little too far. It can turn into like isolation. It can turn into being very walled. It can turn into like a lot of that too. So this podcast is about, you know, sort of getting, yes, getting to know myself at this point, but it's more about like enlisting experts who actually know about these things that I don't know as well, or that I'm still kind of learning about. Well, by the way, just having heard it and and knowing you, I'd say you're as much of an expert in this as anybody. And there is no such thing as an expert in me time because it's so individualistic. Right. Right. And right. And I'd say anybody is an expert who practices it. Like, that's all that matters. I love that. Oh my God, Jackie, I love that. Thank you for saying that, by the way. I listened to your podcast. and I, I, First off, the title of Jackie's podcast is The Overthinker's Guide to Joy. Yes. Which I feel like there are so many people, I mean, I relate to that so much just because I feel like it is, it's just like what I said about, I mean, on a very, very small scale, but like what I said about the dog, like meeting that sort of first dog. And then I overthought it to the point of like, like sabotaging the joy 
of whatever that initial feeling is or moment, then I feel like I have a tendency. I can do that a lot. Let's go back to the very beginning though, because I want to like, okay, wait, like birth or (laughs) go back to the beginning. No. So I will go, I'll say, so I, I, for everybody like listening. So Jackie and I know each other from from psych days because Jackie was our executive from the network that was, I mean, I don't know if we want to say favorites, but I would say when Jackie came to Vancouver, everyone lost their minds because she was, we loved her so much. And it's true. Like everyone universally felt this way, feels this way and still does. So that's how you and I, I remember, I remember meeting you. And then I remember like every time you came to Vancouver, I wanted to just, just sort of get into a, either a dinner or a corner or someplace and talk to you because I've, everything you said was so, you were not, you're, you're an incredible executive, but you had this like nurturing life, like caring, you cared more about like how we were doing mentally in the experience of the show then it was about like, let's make this show get huge ratings. It was like, obviously that was a byproduct of that because we were all very happy. Yeah. You were so focused on that part, which I don't, that is so, so, so rare. So first of all, I thank you for that. I thank you. That's an incredibly generous comment and, and memory. So thank you. And I think it, I think it really sort of speaks to the fact that I do care more about getting in a, conversation or having a lunch or a dinner or a coffee with somebody and finding out how they are, like how they feel than I am about. And I do believe success comes from that. Right. I think that everyone is happy is a, is such a funny word because happy can be so triggering for people like, Ooh, do I have to be happy? You know, the toxic positivity and all that. So I'm very careful about the word quote happy, but, but the happier, (laughs) I feel like that's a safe one. Yeah, the happier someone is on yeah. their relative scale, yeah, the more productive, the more successful they're going to be, right? Yeah. Right. So of for course. me, yeah, when we got to get together, whether it was the writers, the actors, the directors, whomever, the producers, yeah, if everybody was feeling good, yeah, then you're going to make a great show, and then if you make a great show it's going to make great ratings. And if it makes great ratings, it's going to make great money. Like it all goes hand in hand. And people always talk to me about that when they hire me as a coach, they're like, well, how are you going to help my business? Because they're like, am I hiring a business coach? And I always say, I'm a life coach. Right. I happen to consult on people's businesses, but I'm a life coach because I work with the individual to find more happiness, more peace, more well-being in their body. Right. Then we go do successful things together. Right. Because that is the seed of where that success comes from. It's like you get, I think so. you were so far ahead of like, well, I mean, I didn't want to say like, you were just doing it differently. It was just like Jackie's way. And then I remember you saying, I forget what season it was that you were going to move to Hawaii mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you were going to still be an executive, mm-hmm. but that there was so I want, that's what I mean with like go into the beginning of like the life coach part. And also you like, what was, I talk about on this, um, uh, you know, like a moment of impact, like these moments of impact that happen in our lives where we're just like, it changes us forever. We know we're not going to be the same person before and after, mm-hmm. or, you know, or it sparks a major change for mm-hmm. us to say like, okay, I need to make 
So that's what I mean when I say going back to the beginning. So J Jackie moved to Hawaii and I'll let you tell all of that story. And now you're a life coach, but I know there were years that you were still, you were still an executive mm -hmm. and spending your time in Hawaii. So what Correct. brought you? So, I mean, it's, and, yeah, yeah, I think there's never a, there's never a light switch. Like we like to think, cause it, it's easy to put everything in a box and make everything shorthand. Right. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, that was the day I decided this and yeah. I flipped the light switch. And now I'm <laughs> yeah. a new person. I live in yeah. a new place. I do different yeah. things, different things. And I don't think there's a light switch for anything as much as I wish there were. Um, right. I think it's, we are all on path, not a path because there is no a path either. It's we're on different paths and we constantly reach different forks in the road and we go to the left or we go to the right. And sometimes we end up on a path that's circular. Like we go in a circle and then we're like, oh shit, we're right <laughs> back where we were. Mm -hmm. And then you have to choose another path. But, but I think that we're always sort of seeding the path, if you will, probably the wrong, I think I'm probably mixing my metaphors, but we make different decisions every single day, like every decision you make in your life, whether it's to adopt a dog or get a facial or go on yeah. an audition or yeah. meet a friend for lunch. Every one of those decisions, whether you're thinking about it or not, has so many tentacles mm. and so many opportunities for yeah. something that maybe you're goal oriented towards. Like if you're, if you meet, like, for example, if you're meeting with a casting director at lunch. Of course, it's to meet and connect and, you know, see what roles are out there, right? Right. But it could just be a friend. And then yeah. you run into somebody at that lunch and then they introduce you to somebody else. And now all of a sudden you have a connection in some other way. I love when that happens, by the way. I think that's Me so cool. too. Yeah. Me yeah. Too. And I believe in it. I, I do think it sort of takes the, it's so funny because this week I was thinking about like, like what state we need to be in to not miss that opportunity. Like in yes. that you might go to a lunch and meet somebody and then you might meet the other person and you might not think anything of it because you're preoccupied with like a million things going on in your head and you're kind of not present in like what is happening. But I feel like if you are, you don't miss those things of like, wow, this is crazy. I came here to have this lunch. Now I'm having this experience meeting this person and this might lead to that. And like, who right. knows? Yeah. Right. And that's yeah. in every aspect of your life. That right. could be your career. Yeah. It could be dating. Yeah. It could be where you live in the future. It could be a charitable endeavor. It could be making an impact on somebody's life that you don't even realize. Yeah. Or they're making an impact on your life that you don't even yeah. realize yet. Yeah. And so I think, I love your, that question you asked yourself. Yeah. I think when I have clients come to me and they're just kind of lost, right? They've lost their job or they've lost their relationship or they've lost their income or they've lost, sometimes lost their home. I mean, all kinds of circumstances, right? Yeah. And they're like, it feels like scorched earth to them. It feels like everything, because one thing that was important to them is gone, maybe yeah. more. Yeah. It feels like everything is gone. And you know yeah. that if you've lost a pet, if you've ever broken yeah. up with a loved one, if yeah. you've ever lost a relative. Yeah. It feels like all of a sudden the world is very dark and very yeah. gloomy. And, and there's no like, grounding. There's nothing to root to, to say I'm okay. You know, no, right. you just feel right. like you're in the fog. Right. Right. And what I say to people is start simple, right? It's not about like, go get another job. Yeah. 
go meet another guy or girl or whatever your story yeah. is, or, you know, go out and be curious. Oh, yes. Go on. Be curious. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. take yourself to Starbucks if that's your, if that brings you joy, spend the five or $6 on a cup of coffee or decaf yeah. or tea or whatever that brings you joy. And I'm not saying it has to be eating or drinking. I'm just giving you an example. Yeah. Take yourself to Starbucks. Does that bring you joy? Sit in Starbucks or sit outside and let the sun on your face or call a friend or an acquaintance or a neighbor and say, do you want, I'm going to Starbucks. Do you want something or do you want to meet Yes. And then all of a sudden you're just making little baby, tiny, tiny, tiny inroads to a path out of your wilderness. That's That's beautiful. And it feels so, so this is so interesting about what you're saying and 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 because I feel like a lot of times for me, and I would say that probably for for people in general, but I know for me for sure that I can I can see all the steps instead of just the one that says go to Starbucks and just see what happens like that you know take the walk you know go uh, have a dinner uh, by yourself or just see what you know whatever it is I I will see step 20 and I'll get overwhelmed. So I don't Mm -hmm. take step one, whether that's a project, whether that's life, whether that's the thing, like, so the, by, by, by kind of distilling, by putting it into this, like, no, just that's all you have to do. You're already making a change. You're already opening the door. That's right. Even in the simplistic, it might sound so simple, but get, go get a coffee, enjoy it. And yeah, I, 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 And I'm all about the baby steps. And so people who are very result oriented, like really, and I am type A, so don't miss, I'm not judging. (laughs) Um, But people who are very result oriented, Mm -hmm. you know, only can have hits, only can have big Mm. jobs, only can have, you know, prestigious relationships and big homes and all the things. Right. They, when, when they reach an impasse because of a circumstance, again, heartbreak, breakup, what have you, loss of a job, their world crumbles because they're so used to like everything big and, and meaningful. And I always say, it's not about the awards, the bonuses, the raise, the, your name in the press that day. That's fine. If those are your goals, we can get there. It is about the baby step because the baby step is what leads to the next baby step. Yeah. So people who live in clutter is a great example. They're so overwhelmed by their clutter. They can't Mm -hmm. get out of their own way. Mm -hmm. And I always say, okay, what can we start with? Can we start with one drawer in the kitchen? Yeah. I had a home organization person on. I mean, that's sort of her expertise, but- I listened to that episode. I was like, like, you're so into it. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, just start with your purse. Yeah. Yes. So start with your purse. Start with a drawer. Start with your car. Like clean out your yes. car. Like again, yes. I'm not giving organizational tips. I'm just saying, like, what happens is people who are big thinkers tend to focus on the result and not on the little thing. So yeah. So the let me go back to answer your question. So in 2009, I had just gotten married a few years, a second time, five years earlier to my second husband, and. I had two older girls from my previous marriage, and then I had our our baby who was about mm-hmm. five, mm-hmm. not even five, I don't think, when we bought our house in Hawaii. And my husband wanted, my second husband wanted to move somewhere out of Los Angeles. He just mm-hmm. felt like Los Angeles was just too 
impacted too many people, too much dirt, too much whatever. And he wanted to live someplace more in nature. He was a financial advisor. So he had his own company in Los Angeles. And so it was a little bit of a, like a fantasy for him too. Like, could we ever tell a commute? Could we Mm -hmm. do something else? And it's too possibly too long of a story to how all the steps came, but it started with the step of buying a second home. And we didn't know if we would rent it until we could move there or what the machinations were. But we bought the second home in Hawaii and we would go back and forth whenever we could. Flights were cheap back in 2007 when we bought yeah. it. Yeah. That changed. Um, and, and then it was my oldest daughter who came to us. She was a freshman in high school. And she said, I know you guys keep talking about moving to Maui someday. I think I would like to do that. <gasps> wow. Yeah. And it was like this she had had enough of LA. She had had enough right. of like the, the pressures of the private school, like in all of the things. And I was kind of like, Oh my God, maybe this is the sign. It's like when you yeah. ask peanut, you know, yeah. what's the sign. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And, and so I went to my bosses at USA and I said, um, would it be possible to restructure my job in any capacity? Like you can make me a consultant. You can make me a producer. You could reduce my job. You can, you know, whatever. Um, could we do that? And to, to their credit, they said, let us talk about it. Let us think about it. And so what they did was they split my job in half and I took current programs for the years that I was in Maui and development, which was my other half of my job, went Mm -hmm. to my former colleague who was coming back to USA, which was Bill McGoldrick. We split the job in half Yeah. and he did development and I did current. And I did that long distance before there was Zoom, before there was a pandemic, before there was COVID, before all the things. Yeah. Um, and it just worked. I just did it on the telephone and then came back to Los Angeles for what was to run programming for USA Network, which included development and comedy and long form and reality. And wait, drama. when did you come? You came back. I came back in 2014. Right. So oh, almost that's five right. years later. And I yeah. was on the ground till 2018. I was until 2016. So, so yeah, I was there for three years in this last, what I knew was going to be the last run of my executive career because I promised my husband we would move back to Maui. I would still work in television if they allowed me to, but um, I segued into being a producer. And then ultimately I just decided that I had had enough enough of that. What I love about this story, I've heard you tell it a couple of times or, well, we had you on psych, the psych podcast as well. Mm Is it, it reminds me of like, you didn't know, but you, at least this is the curious, but also if we don't ask the question, if we don't like see, you know, you went to USA to say, this is, this is what I would like to do. Is this possible? I think that, and I think for a lot of people, it would have, that would have felt so intimidating and like, surely they would say no. I mean, not to you because Jackie is magical. So I'm sure they were like, Jackie, whatever you want. But I think just, just asking the question of, okay, this is, you know, it's a perfect world scenario, but why not ask for it? And maybe you'll land somewhere in the, you know, but it, it, it's really scary sometimes to do that. And I feel like when we do though, you never know how it might work out. Um, Exactly. And I think, you know, my sister is an executive coach, which is sort of a weird coincidence because I don't consider us doing the same thing, but we do ostensibly do the same thing. She what tends, I, yeah, go ahead. so she works in the Silicon Valley and she oh. works for like companies like Google and Hewlett Packard and 
And she came from that world. She was in that world for a long time. So just like I coach people in television, she coaches people in in tech. Tech. Oh, that's so Um, cool. So she tends to be hired by the companies and work with the teams and motivation and productivity and, but ultimately coaching is coaching. Right. Right. Um, But she was the one who sort of mapped out for us before I went and did this about two years earlier. And she was the one like, you have to think in the world of anything is possible and and not specific to you get to ask them for this job change, but that's what started the wheels turning. So when I say to you, it wasn't a light switch. It was my husband's desire to leave yeah. Los Angeles. And then it was our mutual desire that if we could ever live anywhere else, it would be manly. And then it was my talking to my sister in a coaching capacity long before I was a coach about like what's possible, mm-hmm. not how, but what's possible. There's a big difference because so many people get caught up in the how yes. instead of the what if. Yes. Yes. But you dream in the what if, like, that's how it like, go on. Okay. That's how you start is what if you get curious. So we're back to the curious. Yeah. This is a great, I feel like I'm getting like a session with you. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) good. I love it. It worked. My plan worked. worked. But so it's just not linear. Like I could tell you the linear story. We bought the house. We did this. We did this. We did this. But that's the how. Right. But some of it was trying on the belief. And so we tried on a little bit of the belief um, when we got married and he talked about eventually moving out of Los Angeles. Then we tried on a little bit of the belief and we bought a second home mm-hmm. with the idea of like, well, how's this going to work? Are we going to rent mm-hmm. it and wait till we retire? Are we going to go back and forth? Or are we going to, and then it was, you know, listening for signs. Like my daughter saying, I would like to live there. Mm-hmm. And, okay. Maybe that's the sign. Mm-hmm. And then it's trying it on. And then it was being willing to pivot when USA said, you got to come back. Yeah. And like yeah. setting a boundary and saying, okay, I'll come back for a three-year contract, but not right. forever. Wow. Uh, Did your family come back mm-hmm. Yeah, with you? Wow. Yeah. My oldest was already in college uh, by uh-huh. then. And right. my middle daughter was already living in Los Angeles with her dad. So that was easy. And then yeah. my little one was little enough that she could come back with us. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, we all came back. And then we all went, oh, well, we all was just then the little one and my husband and I, Yeah. Right? the other two were already in college. So you completed the three. Okay. So you com- you completed the three years here. Yeah. And, then- and then I took a producing gig. That's right. That was my yes. sort of, that was my segue. And I did that for about two years. And that was a really big learning curve. Super hard to be a non-writing producer. Um, yeah. And particularly yeah. not on the ground in Los Angeles yeah. or New York. And I loved the experience. It taught me a lot about running my own business. Um, but right. I kept feeling this. And I had, this had been a decade before, as you, you know, a testament to what you were saying, which is yes, you're, my you're, love of television is huge. I have yeah. I did it for 30 plus years, watched it as much as I could sneak in as a kid when my mother was saying, please turn off the TV. Yeah. You know, I love television. I love entertainment. I love people in entertainment. But what I loved about it was actually the stories, the personal stories. And I think I talked about this in your you episode, yes. which is what sold me. I didn't buy Psych. Psych was actually purchased by Lindsay Sloan and Bill McGoldrick mm-hmm. when I was on mm-hmm. maternity leave. But when I came back a few weeks later and they're like, we bought a show. And I'm like, oh, great. Who's the writer? Steve Franks. Okay, great. And then he came in to pitch. What I fell in love with was the story about his own father and going to the set of Moonlighting and 
listening Beautiful. to that rat-a-tat-tat dialogue mm-hmm. and not wanting to be a cop like his dad, but wanting to be on a movie set, TV set. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what like got me. And yeah. I can say for every single project I have ever bought from pitch to script to produced pilot that was in turnaround, there always had to be a personal story attached to some component of it for me to be leaning Into, in. And, yeah. Yeah. It didn't have to be a bi- autobiographical. Don't misunderstand. I've yeah, no. fantasy and science fiction and all those sure. things. Um, but I needed to understand why the writer loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And it could have been, again, curiosity. I was sitting with so-and-so and they were telling this story. And honest to God, if I went through every series that I ever developed, and there are dozens maybe more because yeah. not all of them go to series. Every one of them, I can tell you the story behind the story. Wow. That's what, I mean, that's why you're different. You know, this is why I say like, I, I don't even want to say like you were, cause I think I started to say like, you were so far ahead of, no, it wasn't even, I, that's more on like the life coach and like you, you were, you were on to this, that this is what matters. Like this mm-hmm. is the part in, in mm-hmm. anything, but like in the work we do and in TV and all that as well. But like, you were so already there, even before any of us, I feel like we're even aware. It was just the way you would talk and the way you were, it was like, this feels different. Like this is different. This is like Jackie's way. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think it was, it was certainly not calculated. It certainly stemmed from my own personal interest, which was human interest stories. And, and, and I just decided that long ago that when I got into television, that was the lens in which I was going to approach material, which was, do I relate to this writer or do I relate to this character? It doesn't matter. I don't yeah. have to. And why? Why do they relate? Why is yeah. this writer relating? And why am yeah. I relating? And if I can get into that, then I have a narrative to pull from for the longevity of the series. I have a, I have a place to go back as a development executive to say, yeah. this is what you you got me in the tent with. Yeah. I love that. I And then that. we could always draw from that. So when it starts to spin and develop and go off in tangents, that's okay. That's great. But I could be, I could have sort of my, my place where I spoke from that. This is where I fell in love with you or your characters or your world. Right. right. How do we tap into that again? Yeah. If I felt like we were going off course. And there was a place to go back to, to remember that feeling but again, I feel like so that's, it's very rare though. And that, so it's not surprising that you're in the field now of life coaching, but how, how you, you get to Hawaii, you come back for three years, you're producing. How, when does that turn when you take this passion that you have on set with us, with in the work that you do, and now you're actually coaching people in this world? Yeah. I think it was like, the first year of my life where I didn't, wasn't being paid to work since I was probably, I don't know, 16 years old. I mean, I've worked my whole life and I was in between these deals and my producing deal had run out. And I was like, okay, I'm not being paid now in 2018 or 2019. What do I want to do? What do I want to do? And I, and so I started taking 
courses and classes and I got my yoga certification and I went and got a coaching certification and I started, I met with coaches, I met with therapists. I have a degree in psychology, a bachelor's in psychology. So I kind of was aiming towards something that was more soulful and purposeful. How do I do that was the question. And, and then it just, it became very clear to me in the middle of 2019. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be a coach. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. And, and I just started, you know, taking course after course, after course, everything from how to run your own business to how to be a coach, to how do you get clients to how to work social media to all the things, right. right. How to podcast. Right. Right. And Wait, when did you start your podcast? Uh, the first one was an incarnation of the one that exists now. So the first one was called Joy Hunting. And okay. that was what yeah. you were talking about. Like, yeah. how do you get out of your own way and find joy? Like, how do you avoid that sort of self-isolation or that overthinking? Right. And um, so that was my first. And I just did series of them. I did one on meditation and I did one on the holiday, how to survive the holidays. And I did one on sort of the core values of coaching, you know, everything yeah. from career and money and you know, health and all the things. And then I took a long break and then I decided to kind of reinvent it. Yeah. And I re retitled it, relabeled it, had a different producer, all the things and started doing it twice, first once a week and then twice a month. Yeah. And so that's how the Overthinker's Guide to Joy came to be. But it was basically a free guide so that people could listen to my philosophies yeah. And if they couldn't afford coaching or didn't have time for coaching, they could at least hear it and take like these 15 minute, 20 minute nuggets and apply them to help reduce their anxiety and stress, which is what I specialize in. Yes. That to everybody listening, you like Jackie's podcast, A, it's also, it's so easy to listen to like your voice and your, your, but it's, it's so beautiful. So most recently uh, you posted and then I also listened to the podcast about it, um, about uh, the idea of New Year's resolutions, just mm -hmm. to give you an idea of how sh Jackie reframes things like and and then it's it's like you go from, you know, a resolution and I'll let you explain this. But what I loved what I took away from it was this feeling of like, I've not been good. So I've been bad. So let me be better or I've I need to be you know, whatever. And, mm -hmm. and reframing that uh, thinking, because that isn't necessarily the most successful way, I think, to like accomplish that. But I would never have thought about it this way. And then you talk about intention mm -hmm. and you posted this beautiful thing for New Year's, which is why, of course, I was like, Jackie, you must be on me time tomorrow. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. It's I awesome. Come on anyway. But there was like all this dog stuff that was like happening in December. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, we're back. And I was like, this is what this more of this. And so, and you're just like the perfect person. So I love that podcast, but it, since it is the beginning of the year, I don't know if you wanted to like speak on it just a little bit of like what you were saying. I mean, it's really simple. Yeah. You know, every year, and this has gone on for decades, um, people, you know, you go to a new year's party or Christmas party or right after new year's and you, all you hear about is in the beginning of the new year, I'm joining a gym. At the yes. beginning of the new year, I'm going to stop drinking. At the beginning yeah. of the new year, I'm going to find a new job. And those are all great goals. Like yeah. nothing wrong with setting a goal for the new year. I love a refresh. Yeah. Awesome. But what I hear is when they get attached to this concept or this dogma, if you will, of new year's resolutions, there's so much weight on that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, like saying, 
best friends forever. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, pressure's on. <laughs> pressure's on as yeah. opposed to that's my best friend. I love yeah. that. Great. Awesome. <laughs> but I just like, I'm very careful about words that feel heavy. Yeah. Because we have to like adhere to our own thoughts. And, yeah. and so I just think resolutions just set us up for failure. And, and statistically, because only 8% of resolutions ever stick, and that's only through February, I don't even know what the annual statistic is. Resolutions are just absolutely set up for failure because we go from this overeating, overdrinking, overspending, over overing yeah. of holidays yeah. to this all or nothing mentality of like, I'm going to be good. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to join a gym. I'm going to find a guy or a girl. I'm going to have a new job. And great. But I just like, I want to soften the edges because resolution feels like if you fuck up, excuse my language, um, (laughs) you know, in the first week, but Friday, you have a cupcake and Saturday night, you have a beer and Sunday night, you're eating a pizza by yourself. Yeah. Or you went out and bought something that you couldn't afford or you didn't get the job you thought you wanted or fill in the blank. Right. That now your resolution is dead. And so yeah. for the next 300 days, you have to, 360 days, you have to go, oh, I screwed up that resolution. I'll wait till next year. Uh-uh. Yeah. Bad. That's yeah. not good. Yeah. So I like the idea of reframing them with the word intention. And again, we're just talking semantics. Yeah, but it, it's but it matters. I just read this words quote. Words matter. And I forgetting who said it, but it was about how we talk to ourselves and the words we use when we talk to ourselves. It does matter. It does matter. Yeah. It does matter. And kinder, gentler words yeah. to ourselves and to others matter. Yeah. And so when you set an intention for the new year, I would and I have a whole thing about smart goals too, which is very specific goals as opposed to like lofty ones. Yeah. But when you set an intention for the year, then what we're, we're back to that thing I was talking about, like there is no light switch. There is no linear path, but we, we set down stepping stones for our future self. So like moving to Maui was like a long intention. It had years before it yeah. happened. And then it had years before it was executed. Sometimes changing your career can take weeks, months, years. Sometimes mm-hmm. finding the love of your life can take many years. Mm-hmm. And it, there's no timeline in it. And I'm not saying that your intention shouldn't be with purpose and with some parameters. But that way, if you eat the cupcake or you buy the sweater that you really couldn't afford or you didn't get the job you were sure you were going to get, it's okay. They say that hair care is the new skincare, but there is one brand that has taken it to the next level. With a cult-like following, Kitsch has created game-changing essentials beauty enthusiasts swear by. From satin pillowcases to viral shampoo and conditioner bars, Kitsch knows hair care doesn't stop in the shower. Game-changing. That's what Kitsch's biggest fans say about its time-saving beauty essentials for hair, skin, and body. Whatever your budget, your skin type, your hair type, Kitsch believes you deserve little indulgences at affordable prices morning, noon, and night. Maybe you've seen Kitsch's satin pillowcases, caps, and eye masks. Great for your hair and skin while you sleep. They've sold over 5 million satin pillowcases to date and have thousands of five-star reviews on their website. You have to try their TikTok viral heatless satin curlers. They're insane. Say bye-bye to heat damage in your sleep. The heatless is so easy to use. It takes less than like five minutes to put them on. It's a game changer, especially for me. My hair takes forever to do. So this is just so easy. You can do it, sleep, 
boom, it's done. And it's healthier. But the latest Kitsch viral craze is their rice water shampoo bars, which can improve your overall hair growth and density. Reviewers say they'll never use bottle shampoo again, and their hair feels and looks a thousand percent better between washes. So there you go. Right now, Kitsch is offering 25% off your entire order at mykitsch.com slash me time. That's right. That's 25% off anything and everything at mykitsch, K-I-T-S-C-H.com slash me time. One more time for the people in the back. Mykitsch slash me time for 25% off your order. I feel like I'm naturally a skeptic anyway, so I'm very suspicious of a lot of things I probably don't need to be suspicious about. But a couple of times, one time when someone was actually trying to bring me to like a group meeting that turned out to be a cult, I felt like I was I was really good. I was really good at being a skeptic about that and asking a lot of questions. And I still talk about it. Like I love, I, I really thank my intuition for that. If you can spot something that seems too good to be true, that's what that, that thing was that I was like, my friend was like trying to recruit me for. It was like, this sounds no way. If you can spot a too good to be true, health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job, congratulations, you're a skeptic. And Ritual knows that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Now that we have shorter days, we have to get in as much vitamin D as we can. 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% in a clinical study. A clinically backed multivitamin for women 18 plus with high quality and traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms with nine key ingredients in two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption. Gentle on an empty stomach with a minty essence in every bottle that helps make taking your vitamins actually enjoyable. Rituals Essential for Women is USP certified so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body, which I mean, that's so nice. You can like actually read the ingredients. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the US P verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. How nice is that? Ritual vitamins are vegan, non-GMO, project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 40% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash me time. This offer is only available through January 31st. So get in there. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash me time for 40% off. Yeah. Still stay with the intention of this year that that's your goal. Yes. Yes. It's it's not dead. It's not dead. It's not all or nothing. And that's a big thing I talk about in coaching because most of my clients tend to be people pleasers and perfectionists and people pleasers, me too, raising my hand, people pleasers and perfectionists tend to have very black and white, all or nothing thinking. Yeah. I'm good. I'm bad. They're good. They're bad. Right. Wrong. Yes. No. And at the first rejection, you of whatever it is, you're out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Yeah. And what happens is it just limits the possibilities for us. It limits job opportunities. It limits love. It limits money. It limits friendship. It limits so many things. And again, I'm not suggesting you don't have boundaries. I'm not suggesting that you cut off things that are toxic. Oh my gosh. Yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course. I mean, obviously all day long. I'm not talking about that. Right. Yeah. Gray areas. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about that's where it's harder. It's easier to see the black and the white and make those cuts. It's harder to, in the day to day life set 
boundaries that you practice while also navigating a world where there are other people and their boundaries and their needs and their things like there's it's that's the that's where the work is like the, the black and white is much easier and, and that's, we, why and and, and, that's yes. why we do it yes we do it and that's why we and I will do I can do that like I can actually put a situation that isn't black and white I can overthink it into a place that it is black and white so I can have some kind of control or peace or safety to know, you know, oh, I can predict this outcome. Now I know that. And I can, I can, you know, be, but we can't, like, we can't predict anything. We don't know no. anything. No. And, and then, as you said, you miss these opportunities. Right. So right. when, so again, just shifting that word from resolution to intention Yeah. is so much self such a practice of self-compassion. So that was the essence of that podcast. Yeah, I loved and, it. It really landed. Uh, oh, I mean, they, you do just in general, anything we've ever talked about, it's just Jackie, it's just, it just feels, just when I hear your name even, it's always like, oh, Jackie. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. But, 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 uh, but yeah. you know, that goes back to the thing that we just talked about, which is curiosity. And what yeah. kills curiosity is black and white thinking. Right. Of course. Right. Mm -hmm. As opposed to what's possible. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Cur okay. Cur what kills curiosity is, is black, black and white, and white thinking. thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love this. And when you stay curious, you stay buoyant. Yes. Yeah. You don't sink. Yeah. So like if somebody says something snarky to you, Right. Now, if they consistently say something snarky to you, then maybe right, this is a different bye. discussion. Yeah. <laughs> but if somebody says something snarky to you, my first reaction, because I'm always looking for the black and white too, and I have to talk myself out of that, is to either say something snarky back or to immediately think, oh, well, they're, you know, they're a nasty person. I don't need to have them in my life. Right. Like it's like, right. You, you want to take the shortcut. Yeah. But if you stay curious, and say, what did you mean by that? Yeah. Look wow. at how it changes the energy. Yeah. Absolutely. And then they either have to explain that they were being a douchebag or that yeah. you misunderstood them yeah. or that they, maybe they apologize and they're like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean it like that. Yeah. But again, you just opened the door to the possibilities yeah. as you're talking about of yeah. maybe a different outcome or maybe they did. I mean, it's so And beautiful. maybe you'll have the same outcome. Maybe they were kind of a douchey person and that's that. Yeah, but, but you won't have to know or wonder, uh, you know, if like, what if like you just that the whole thing you were talking about of like, I think sometimes it can feel really bad when you, you know, when you when something kind of feels like a record scratch versus like mm -hmm. something that actually has either closure or something that acts actually, I don't know, there's just a difference in that. I, for me, anyway, I can, I hate sitting in that feeling of like, that didn't that isn't what I meant, but now that feels like the door is closed. So maybe I'm just not going to say anything or do anything. Yeah. But if in the moment you can just pause and have a second to say like, wait a second, something about this doesn't feel right. Let me just, let me just be curious. Yeah. And if, and if that person does the same thing or I have the same, you know, reaction, then yes, it's done. But maybe, maybe it could be different. And then maybe yeah. no one is left with this kind of icky feeling that you're then walking around with. I don't know. Or yeah. waking up in the middle of the night, replaying the conversation in your head because we're overthinkers. Absolutely. And then not sleeping. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I Jackie. Know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so your life coaching, you work with people in our industry. 
Yeah, mostly. I mean, mostly. I, do, I, I do laymen too, right? But yeah. um, so all kinds of professional people and non-professional, but uh, 10, the bulk of my clientele tend to be from the entertainment in the industry. But like in terms of working with you, is it through a website or do we find you on social media or yeah? All, all the above. So I okay. have a website. Um, it's just my name, JackieDeCrenis.com. That's yeah. J-A-C-K-I-E-D-E-C-R-I-N-I-S.com. Or social media. I'm also Jackie DeCrenis on Instagram. I think I'm Jackie DeCrenis Life Coach on Facebook. Yeah. And then Jackie DeCrenis LinkedIn. And then the podcast is the Overthinker's Guide to Joy. And people can reach me in any millions of ways. They can DM right. me. They can send right. me an email. They can reach, they can schedule through my website for a free consultation. And I work with people one-on-one. So yeah. I'm, I'm very selective about who I take. I love um, this. Because I want it to be a good fit. Yeah. And um, I don't take like some coaches take hundreds of people and teach, you know, these large mastermind courses. I do one-on-one because I like the intimacy of coaching one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. I also want, I want to talk to you about me time. Tell me about me time. Tell me. Keep, no, I want to ask work. you about yours. And I want to ask you because okay. I, I have a tendency. So I want to ask you like it for you because in working with people, I would, I would imagine to like, just energetically, that can also be like, how do you take care of yourself in like the face of doing all this work with other people? I ask people a lot of times, like what, if I had to say like, what is your go-to to to, like recharge or your five minutes a day? And I know you, you probably have a really great practice of this, but also um, I like asking people what are like, just for fun, what are like three things you, you can't live without right now? Um, So we'll do me time first. Um, how does Jackie spend her me time? How do you recharge? Um, so there, the, the answer is the same to both questions. (gasps) I love this. Okay. So my me time is also my like practices. I, wow. Really? Yeah. Oh, your practices. I'm sorry. With like my daily practices are also my me time. So, so for me, they're one in the same. Okay. Um, so, um, the things that I cannot live without are daily meditation daily exercise and healthy eating. Like those are the three things that like are my go-to. How you take care of yourself. Yeah. And when I don't do those three things, I go off the rails. I mean, I get lethargic and I get sad or I get anxious or, I mean, very much what I put in my body and what I do with my body dictates how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. And meditation is sort of like my foundational practice that how I long, start my day with. Okay. How, how, when did you get into meditation? So, um, I studied transcendental in 2017. So that's how I want to talk about this with you off the podcast, but yes, go on. Okay. So that's mm-hmm. how I started. And mm-hmm. I did that for about two years every day. That's 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the afternoon in silence with a mantra. And that was a beautiful way to train. But what I found was that when I became a coach, it was just too daunting for people to take that on amongst mm-hmm. all the other things mm-hmm. that we talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard enough to get people to meditate at all, much less, you know, and, and now I want you to go <laughs> learn how to do transcendental. So what I started doing so that I could offer it to others was guided meditations. Um, and I recorded a number of them, which are on my podcast, on my YouTube channel, so that people who have absolutely no tolerance for sitting in silence or with their eyes closed could do it. And my whole thing was, I will teach you how to meditate five minutes a day, even if you absolutely hate it. 
Wow. Wait, this is where your YouTube channel? Uh, my YouTube channel and my podcast okay. has it. Okay. And yeah, so they're okay. everywhere. And I always say, you don't have to use mine. I'm. They're just there for you for free because they're easy and yeah. they're short. Yeah. But I recommend to everybody, if you're getting started in meditation, you don't want to use mine. You can, the Peloton app, um, you can buy it without the bike and they yeah. have fabulous meditations. Oh, I love um, that. The Calm app. Love the Calm app. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's Insight Timer, which I've never used, but a lot of my clients use. There's Headspace. Mm -hmm. it's just, like it doesn't matter. Or right. you can just YouTube guided meditation. Right. So I've gone from traditional transcendental meditation twice a day, 20 minutes in silence to five to 20 minutes every morning guided okay. meditation. So that. that works better for me. And yeah. I feel like that's something that I can preach to anybody yeah. that's doable. Yeah. Um, the other seems a little bit more daunting. And I'm not saying I won't go back to TM, but that morning meditation so is curious. Really great for me. Yeah. I feel like morning is, would be mine too. I'm not into, I have, that's like the world, one world in me time that I haven't explored that I think I'll just say my 2024 intention, um, not resolution, but yes, is mm -hmm. I, I, I am very curious about this world and I want to sort of, um, I, and I'm very curious about the world of TM, um, but, but meditation just in general, I know how I feel like, you know, I run, I can get like a runner's high, mm -hmm. which I feel is like kind of that space for me a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, mm -hmm. like I, I can't describe with runners. I'm sure you probably know just from like working out or whatever you, you do too. Like there's a, there's mine, a it's minus tennis and pickleball. That's the high. For oh me. God. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's a feeling like I don't get it right away. I can be running for 10, 15, 20, but I, but when it kicks in, <laughs> it's like, that's where my, I'm like, oh my God, if this is what meditation feels like, if I could somehow get into that space, although movement is really helpful for me in meditating yes. uh, or even the guided, like I do yeah. really well, like walking and things, yeah. but anyway, it's a world I'm just very curious about. So your me time is meditating. Uh, meditating exercise specifically playing pickleball or tennis yeah. and um and healthy eating is my sort of my go-to right yeah so I those are my three yeah and they're the same like that's what i was saying it's so great because i'm like well what's jackie's me time is the same as her things that she can't live without and that is so i feel this the same way mine changes daily of what whatever that me time might be uh -huh. it could be Tell some me. days it's simple of like like just sitting on my balcony and feeling the sun on my face for for five to 10 minutes that, yeah. you know, and just going back to the day after that. And sometimes it's extravagant, like, to, you know, hopping on a plane and taking a trip somewhere for a week by myself. Um, but I can't live without my me time either okay. because I see it as that kind of a practice, but yours, I think might be a little healthier. <laughs> than I don't, I don't agree. I think well, whatever brings you the joy or right, the peace right, right. is perfect. Right. As long as it's not self-medicating. Right. So like I always yes. say, like if we're into like, oh, well, I take a lot of drugs or a lot of alcohol to mask feeling bad. Yeah. I would argue mm, probably not a long-term strategy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with a great glass of champagne or a margarita. Nothing wrong right. with some dark chocolate. Nothing wrong with all the good things of life. Yeah. But not as a self-medicating. Right. Yeah. I love how gentle you are with 
with all of these things. Like you're, you'll rarely say like, that's a no, like even just like on the, mm -hmm. the, the, the drinking, it's like, no, there's like, enjoy this or enjoy that. Just don't let it be this, you know, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I love it. I always say, as long as you can, if you can do anything, I mean, and again, we're, we're ruling out anything illegal, anything harming other people. Right. But nice. anything that's within the confines of moral uh, appropriateness, if you do anything in moderation, I think it's totally fine. Yeah. Anything. Right. Yeah. Like if, you know, cake is your thing and you can eat it in moderation, <laughs> eat cake. Yes. Let you them know. eat cake. Yeah. Let them eat cake. <laughs> but I think when, when you, the, the sort of the litmus test for, is it okay for me is, mm -hmm. and I was just talking to another client about this when you can't stop. So mm -hmm. if you go to Vegas and you gambling's your thing, fine. And you can set a limit. And again, a limit is with everybody's means, right? So, so somebody very, very wealthy, maybe a limit is $50,000. But sure. for the average person, I would think a limit is like a hundred or two hundred dollars. Couple hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that's. Yeah. Um, if you can do that and have a good time, awesome. Do it. Yeah. If you're pulling a slot machine or putting dice on a table or flipping cards in blackjack and there's something that lights up in your brain and you can't walk away. Yeah. And so a hundred dollars is gone and you're, there's another hundred, there's another hundred, there's another, then that means for you. Yeah. For you specifically. Yes. For you specifically, that's a problem. Right. Which means you then can't do it because right. you can't exercise in moderation. Right. So I've had clients who, you know, I've had a lot of weight loss clients over the years and um, we always take alcohol out at first. Right. Yeah. And you, I, you can have it later on, but when you're losing weight, it just, it's empty calories. It doesn't help. Yeah. And my clients feel so good or whatever. And then uh, many of them have no problem reintroducing healthy eating habits, but they're like, well, I went back to drinking wine, but I can't have one glass. And I go, right. Oh, what, why not? And they're like, I don't know. As soon as I have one, I need three. Whoa. Right. And I'm right. like, then that's a problem for you. Yeah. That's not a judgment problem. That means that you don't have an off switch for it. Right. And we all just need to know what a what do or what don't those are have off switch. Right. Yeah. So some people it's shopping and some yeah. people it's sex and some people it's drinking and some people yeah. it's marijuana and some people it's drugs. And if it if you can't do it in moderation, then it's probably not for you. Yeah. I love how individual you make it all as well. Cause it is, it's just like in relationships too. I feel like yeah. everyone's deal breakers are different. Everyone's needs are different. Like there is no blanket, one handbook, one way, one, no. it's like figuring it out what it is for you. Um, which well, is what you said about Jackie. me time, which was so yeah. awesome, which is yeah. it changes all the time. That's okay too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like I it's okay. Notice. Yeah. It's okay to have it. It's different every day. Cause like, or well, for me, it, it, it's wherever I am in my life. And I said to you at the top of this podcast, just as you speak about moderation, me time for me can also, I can check myself because I am, I think pretty good at it. Like, you know, knowing, oh, okay, Maggie, we need to like come back to ourselves. Like, what are we going to do? And then that can also go too far. That can also turn into isolation. It can also mm -hmm. turn into, you know, a place where it's like, oh, this isn't 
necessarily the way I need my me time actually now is needing to connect. I might need to connect with somebody. It doesn't always have to be alone, but it, that's what I mean by like the changes of it's right. different. Yeah. It can be look, be or look different. Yeah. And that's that black and white thinking again. Yes, because exactly. we get down that rabbit hole. We're like, okay, well this is working. So I'll just do this. And then all of a sudden right. you're like, I haven't seen anybody for five days. That it that has happened to me many times. I once had a therapist say to me, <laughs> I mean, I was going through something, but uh, at the time where I was like, I just want to be isolated. I just want to be away. And she was like, every third day, you have to accept an invitation. Mm-hmm. You can't. You're only allowed three days to isolate. So yeah, and it was really good. That was actually really helpful because I can find myself being like, because I work from home now too. So there's a right. lot of like I I'm and I love that. And I, I thrive in that kind of, but then I can also be like, I have not been in my car since Monday. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I do it too. The house, I do Maggie. It too. <laughs> yeah. I do it's too. Good. And and particularly because I work from home. Yeah. Um, yeah. Days will go by and I'll be like, oh, when was the last time I went when outside? Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, Jackie, I could talk to you. I want to have you back. Um, I'd love to come back. I just can like talk. I just, this is the way it's always been um, with Jackie. Like the second she would show up on set and even now, even 20, almost 20 years, almost 20 years later. I know. I mean, we're at 20, sorry, we're at at 18, right? 18 years since like premiered, I think. Like that I, it still feels exactly the same. Like I just want to talk to you about everything. Um, Well, and I just have to say, I said this on your other podcast too. You have not aged one minute. <laughs> this is really why I wanted to have her on the podcast. So she would, uh, no. <laughs> you oh. look so fabulous and you oh, still look me. like this young girl. I'm like, how can it be 18 years? You look like you're 18. Oh my God. I love you. And that's not true, but thank you. I, you, by the way, same, you same, you look exactly the same, Jackie. I like, we really do. But I also think you know, it speaks to like what we, I think what we're trying to do, but like what you do is also, you love what you do. You're happy where you are, you know, that you see that. And anyway, so I appreciate you saying it, even though I do not feel, um, that I I look as gorgeous, as gorgeous as always. Stop. Okay. So thank you. Listen to Jackie's podcast, um, uh, overthinkers guide to joy, um, check out her website, YouTube for her meditation tips, like all that, like, she's just, you're like an angel. I I just love you so much. Um, and I won't take any more of your day today, but, uh, I'm definitely, I want to like, I, I don't know. I want to do more things with you. (laughs) Let's do it. I just want to do stuff with Jackie. Let's do it. Let's have more, let's have more dates. Let's have more dates, please. All right, right, Maggie, this is awesome. Thank you so much. Happy new year. And Good luck with your intention for meditation this year. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Me Time. It was so nice. Jackie, thank you so much for being a guest. I'm definitely going to be talking to you again. I just love talking to you. And thank you all for listening. And I hope everyone's having a beautiful start to their new year. Please follow us on our Instagram at Me Time with Maggie. And full video versions of the podcast are available on YouTube.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.